Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. To the finale of our top five NFL rankings. Today we're joined by a special guest, Brendan, from all the way across the country. Today we're ranking top five quarterbacks. Brendan, since you are the guest of honor, I'm going to let you go first. Who do you have at number five? At five, I have Carson Wentz. I honestly think he's a. I, I, I like him. I, I hate him at the same time. He. Uh, he made a college career out of killing my my favorite uh, my favorite college team here in my home state. But to be fair, they I did beat him once that. too. They were the only team to beat him that year, and like one of three teams to beat him in his college career. So at least there's that going for. Him. In case anybody wanted to talk about Montana, it's Montana University, of Montana. <laughs> they can Google. <laughs> so I mean, I've, I've got that against him, but I mean, the guy is a good quarterback. I, I was kind of. Thinking that uh, he was possibly going to flop, he came from a kind of a small, small uh, college, played in stadiums that weren't the biggest. He, uh, when he got to the NFL stage, the stadiums, the amount of fans, everything's much bigger scaled. A um, lot bigger teams, uh, obviously more tough uh, opponents, but he kind of skyrocketed and took the little bit of. Um, trust he got at the beginning to kind of blow up and become what I consider a top five quarterback. He can move the ball with his feet. I don't know how well he will do it this year with that, with their covering from a knee injury. 
but he can move the ball and that's that's kind of what it takes to be a top five QB in in today's game so Carson Wentz definitely my top five so for me I initially had him at six but due to some shakeups recently as far as the NFL seaboard is concerned with retirement I now have Carson Wentz at number five as well I actually have him as an MVP candidate I think he will lead the league in touchdown passes I think he's going to come out and have a stellar year if he stays healthy he has weapons across the board a top tier offensive line a great head coach no reason he shouldn't pick up from where he was two years ago when he was basically the MVP until his, until his knee exploded. So everything you said about Carson Wentz, I basically agree. I think we all kind of agreed we did not see this coming out of college. I thought he was a little bit overdrafted, but proved me wrong on that one, and I saw him in person, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess you are as good as you looked in person. Who would have thought? So I was impressed. So I also have Carson Wentz at five. Kelsey, tell me you don't have Carson Wentz at five. I do not have Carson Wentz, but I will say I will agree with you guys. He's not on my list at all. I'll start with that. But uh, I do think he was overdrafted coming out of college, but he has proved all of us wrong. Uh, I think every naysayer at this point has been proven wrong um, just because the dude's balled out. I mean, he led his team to a winning record his, his rookie year, right? So I think they were 8-8, eight eight, but, like, you know, close enough. injuries across the board, it happens. Like. Yeah. So, I mean, it, unfortunately, injuries have kind of derailed his career, so we'll see how that key comes back. Uh, but like I said, I don't have him on my list. My number five, uh, arguably for some people, the GOAT, uh, I don't like him that much, but I got to give credit where credit is due. Tom Brady, number five, top five quarterback for me. The entire Eastern Coast just threw a fit and threatened to come kill you. I hope you know that. You know that's okay because I'm I still have to deal with Dak as my quarterback, so <laughs> I'm threatening to kill myself every time I watch a Cowboys game. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's so bad. Uh, you know, Tom Brady is just that guy. He. I question whether Father Time will ever catch up with him just because he runs such a simple offense. It's all mental games. It's let's which short out route, which short in route, which short route will give me the the best percentage to get the next play completed. Oh, and James White being James White helps yeah. a lot too when you can throw four feet and get fifteen yards. I mean, and you know Sony Michelle running the ball and and you know they, yeah they don't have Gronk, but I mean honestly they got I don't know I just. They have weapons that shouldn't be weapons, but they just somehow get turned into weapons when they go to New Orleans. It just doesn't make sense. But I just got to give credit where credit is due. I think Tom Brady keeps going. Um, you know, I think he has a good year this year. I just – I don't think he's a top, top quarterback for me, but I do put him in the top five. Okay, I respect. So who do you have at number four, Sir Brendan? Actually, that's kind of where I'm at is I have Tom Brady at four. Oh, all right. <laughs> So the Eastern Seaboard has now moved to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't have him top three. I think this year, obviously, you know, he's getting older, falters off. But I think the one thing that a lot of people kind of ignore about Tom Brady is, yeah, he's the, like the check down god. Like that's all he does. But I think in terms of his ability to read a defense pre-snap – and make adjustments right then and there. I think that is what puts him in my top five more than his throwing ability. Um, I've watched a, a few, I'm just kind of getting hyped for the season, just a few uh, um, tape breakdowns and whatnot. And watching him go from getting caught up and throwing a pick from one defense to reading the exact same defense and taking it for 45-yard gain it was just it's it's kind of insane to watch 
how he goes through his progressions before the snap more so than after the snap. So I, I put him at four. He's definitely – he's got the mind. Um, I hate it. I, I, I hate it with a passion saying that I'm putting top, Tom Brady in my top four. Um, I, I, it reminds more of a they just need to quit winning kind of feel yeah. more than anything. I, I give him credit, obviously. I respect him as a quarterback. Probably one of the best to play the game. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm just i ready for the Patriots to not win anymore. So <laughs> him in the top four hurts, but it's it's truth. And I give him a lot of respect. He's, he's one of the best uh, pre-snap quarterbacks I've seen. I agree Obviously, with you the only other one I could think of was is Peyton Manning. So, I agree with you on that. I mean, I hate watching the Patriots win because I like parity. I like things to change, and that is one thing that never changes. I agree with you. He's the top five, top five quarterback all time. Top two, really, probably the second best pre-snap to Peyton Manning. But I don't have the number four. Sorry, guys. I have if he doesn't break his collarbone for the fifteenth time, Aaron Rodgers at number four. When even in a terrible year like he had last year, and I say terrible, he still threw 22 touchdowns and only like two interceptions. He's If he's healthy and everything's clicking, there's no reason he can't be back to his 30-touchdown, 4,000-yard self. I don't think he's going to be an MVP candidate. I think he's going to kind of just miss out on that, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be outstanding Pro Bowl level. And he's kind of here because I, I don't see a lot of these other younger guys stepping up to take the mantle for them. Like we talked about Luck retiring, how I had him in here. I had him high on this list, and that kind of bumps everybody else up because I think he was one of those guys I had next. So Aaron Rodgers is kind of at four by default just because he's Aaron Rodgers for me. Like, he's obviously outstanding. And nobody, I haven't seen anybody ready to take that spot from him. I mean, Deshaun Watson's nice, Baker Mayfield's nice, but they're not there yet. They're just not quite there. And Dak is not there either. So at four, I have Aaron Rodgers. Well, I can't disagree with you more uh, on the Baker Mayfield part, but I can totally agree with you on the Dak is definitely not there yet. 100% not there. But Baker, uh, you know, you mentioned Andrew Luck retiring. Baker gets moved into my list because of Luck's retirement. I had to reassemble my whole list. Um, But Baker, to me, is my number four. I do see him stepping into that role, into that top five quarterback role. We talk about his mechanics. You can never go wrong if you have sound mechanics. And now he has weapons to throw to. Yeah, it's his sophomore season, but let's be honest, we don't see much of a so- I, I I don't see much of a sophomore slump coming for him. I mean, he might have one or two games, but I don't foresee it being a long term slump. Um, and mechanics seem to get yourself seem to get you out of slumps faster than anything. So his sound throwing mechanics, plus I do think he, with Kitchens being his his new head coach and you know coordinators, he, he's got a lot going for him going forward. Uh, having Odell coming into the team. Yeah, sure, Odell's a little extra sometimes to use your word about him, but the dude can the dude can still ball out and he still has Jarvis, he has David Njoku. I, I just don't see I don't see any way that Baker can really go backwards. I'd only see him going forward this season. If he goes backwards, there's a major problem in Cleveland. So The big show will suddenly fizzle out. You'll be able to put out the smoke a little bit, so No chance. Number no chance. Th- number three, who do you got, Brendan? I actually have Patrick Mahomes at three. Oh, oh, okay. I I retract that. The Eastern Coast has left you alone. Now the Midwest is charging after you with pitchforks and corn. (laughs) Uh, I like Patrick Mahomes. Um, Obviously, he's he's still got a lot of time to grow. Uh, I put him at three, almost 85 to 90% due to his arm talent. Hmm. 
His arm talent is, for me, one of the top in the league. I mean, you, if you can throw a ball across your chest, not looking, and still hit the guy, there, there, there's definitely either a lot of luck or at least a decent amount of talent in that. So I give him a lot of credit. He, uh, you know, with him sitting out, he got the time to, to kind of grow, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers type deal. But he didn't learn from the type of – he learned from an Alex Smith who wasn't quite the same type of quarterback he is. So there's a lot of his own his own uh, technique and, and uh, ability thrown into that mix. So he's definitely uh, a top three for me, at least until proven otherwise. Um, that might change halfway through the season. But for right now, I see him as top three. His arm talent is is just insane. And when he's got guys like Tyreek Hill who can outrun any of his throws, I mean, he's he's got more than enough weapons to, to keep him going um, and definitely put him pretty high up uh, in terms of, of stats as well. He, he's got everyone he can have underneath, you know, guys like Kelsey and uh, and his running backs. But with Tyreek Hill just outrunning everybody, his arm, being able to hit almost anywhere on the field, I I think he's definitely earned his top three spot for me. Look, I got to say, if he had me at tight end, yeah, he would probably only be number three on most of our list. So so at number three – I'm going to stay in the AFC West, but I'm going to put the All-American shot putter himself, Phil Rivers. God, what a terrible throwing motion. Jesus. That being said, though, <laughs> his mind is right up there with some of the other elite guys. It's another seasoned veteran on this list. I feel like the quarterback's list is basically senior citizen home these days. I think he has weapons out that you know what. I think Melvin Gordon might actually end up helping him if Melvin Gordon doesn't come back. I think having multiple running backs by committee can help him. I think he'll look more his tight ends and his receivers as opposed he won't look to the check down as quickly which will let things develop downfield i think you kind of mentioned it when we did our predictions video which will be released later this week i think this is kind of one of his last two raws and i think we're gonna see the best Phil as we can too many weapons he's always been a good quarterback he's just never been able to put it together because the teams are snake bitten and always injured so I have Philip Rivers at three, just even though we're not exclusively because we're not going on throwing motions. Otherwise, he would be way out of this list. God. All right, so Kelsey, who do you got taking in the top three? Look, I'm just, I just got to say this about Philip Rivers' throwing motion. If we were going on throwing motions, he's the all-time worst. I can't think of a worse throwing motion ever to play in the league. Tim Tebow's was a little rough at some point, hey, too. But. Even Jared Lorenzen had a better throwing motion than him. R.I.P. Jared Lorenzen. But anyways, my number three, Matty Ice. The Iceman himself, the I don't know how to throw it to Julio Jones in the red zone. He would be higher on this list if he could throw it to Julio Jones in the red zone. But he's not. So he's number three on my list. Um, he is a great quarterback. I can't take it away from him. But I just I have the issue with you have one of the best receivers in the league. Throw it to the man in the end zone, considering he's taller than everybody guarding him. But uh, other than that, he does great between the 20s. He'll, he can lead you on fourth quarter drives probably better than anybody else in the league right now um and he doesn't make as many mistakes as i like to claim he does even though you know he does make a crucial mistake here and there your fandom for julio jones sometimes blinds you with the match matty of ice yeah it does it does i i got i'll admit to it and that's why i'm putting him on this list is because i have to admit to the fact that sometimes i let my julio love affair 
getting getting the way of Matty Ice's performances. So I got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, he has three great receivers to throw to. He has a running back out of the backfield to throw to. Uh, he, he's got a lot of weapons. He's got you know questionable tight end that he made famous in Austin Hooper. Like, let's be honest, the dude's not a good tight end anywhere else other than Atlanta. So. Fire and ice. Nice to see you kind of recognizing a little bit of fire yeah. and ice there. So. Yeah, I got a little bit. So, All right, so we're now in the top two, the basically the cream of daily crop. Brendan, who do you have as the co-captain of the top quarterback list? Oh, uh, this is my most painful, painful, painful admissions. Oh, um, no, it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> Who's yeah, that? Yeah, I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think I've got, like, out of this group, the most uh, intimate relationship with losing to Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen a lot. I, I, I've seen him do some of the most ridiculous things to my team of uh, quarterback play that I've seen. I think he just – there's something about the way he plays that – always makes me worry about playing the Packers. Even even when we were up last year, week one, he still managed to come back and win that game. With a bad knee. Nope. With a bad knee. We, we, and I'm not saying my, my players target quarterbacks or anything, but we kind of messed his knee up for a fairly good portion of the season. He had a, a, you know that injury for a little while and Yet he came back and still won, even after being pummeled. What three? Was it three times sacked in that first half? Something like so, that. Basically, Mac ate his lunch the entire game. So, like, and then you know, obviously, with with uh, Kaiser coming in after that, they they just ate him instead. But I mean, still, the the comeback last year, that week one, kind of for me shows why Rodgers is my number two no matter where he's at in in a game if he's if he's behind if he's up there's still that ability for him to to seal the game or come back against the odds um he's he's extremely accurate and even though he's older he's actually still fairly mobile especially when you compare him to a Tom Brady who can't move faster than five feet in a minute but uh, yeah, I think he's he's definitely one of the the top two in the league at the moment. And with Tom Brady getting up there in age, I think he's going to be staying up there until until his own retirement or until his body just can't take it anymore and he retires like luck unceremoniously, and we're we're all okay with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'd be more okay with Aaron Rodgers coming up to an interview one day and being like, "I'm retiring," more than I was Andrew Luck. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Andrew Luck, that one kind of hurt. Like, I, I, AFC has nothing to do with me, so I, I'm a decent fan of the Colts. And Andrew Luck, thing that I looked that over like seven times. Like, I went to like seven different websites just to see if it was a prank. Agreed. And my soul hurts talking about the thing. Most because I initially had Andrew Luck at number two when I made this list, and things were finagled and broken and never the same. So at number two... I have, speaking of really old guys, Drew Brees at number two. He's the pinnacle of accuracy. He's great before the snap. He's a great leader. He's a records machine. 
these last couple of years when he hasn't thrown for 5,000-plus yards a season like he used to do forever, he's actually probably been better. His completion percentage, it doesn't make any sense. It looks like Steph Curry's free throw percentage. And that's all he really needs to be said. He's the man, and he's got wep- He's got plenty of weapons. Drew Brees is a stud. I have him at number two. Somehow I take this as a personal slight to me. I feel like Drew Brees is better than that. but It's better than number two? Okay. Yeah, yeah. anyways. Uh, my number two, though, I, I made the joke about Patty Mahomes. Uh, my number two is Dak Prescott on steroids. Patty Mahomes. That's an insult to Dak Prescott on steroids. <laughs> Dak Prescott, if he could throw the ball, period. Um, so you're basically saying just fellow light skins at this point. No, man, no. Like, seriously, like... I think I think uh, Patty Mahomes has all the abilities Dak does, except for he has an arm that was built by the gods. Like Zeus just blessed him with a arm of thunder. Like he's just like you can do whatever you want on a football field with that arm. So Patty Mahomes is my number two because he can do whatever he wants on a football field with that arm. Uh, you just put him you put him in a box. You tell him to throw that ball sixty yards from a box. He'll figure out a way to do it. He'll throw he'll throw that box sixty yards. Yeah, exactly. Like it, he'll. He does some things on a football field. Brendan mentioned, you know, throwing crossbody, no look, to a to an NFL receiver named Tyreek Hill who runs track speeds. Like, you don't just do that. Like, I don't care how much you practice that too. You don't just do that in a game. But he did. He does it. He makes a career out of it. Um, whether he's looking at a defender, looking off a defender, he's able to make a pass into in the in the open spots. And he's still growing. He's still a young guy. He's probably the the most promise we have for anybody ever argue, ever ever making an argument for being the GOAT out of this current generation of quarterbacks. So I, I love what I see out of Patty Mahomes, and I think he's just going to get better. All right, so the top of the mantle, the king of the throne, the head of the quarterbacks. Brennan, who takes your top spot? Well, I've got more respect for the guy than you do, I think. Uh, I'm I giving think this one to Breeze. I put him in number two, and I'm getting chastised. Hey, you can't you can't put the greatest at number two right now, okay? Well, right, like you see, he, I definitely I put I put Breeze at the top. I mean, he's like the unspoken hero for years, while Manning and and Brady were getting nothing but praise. Breeze was just putting up numbers, 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 numbers. Even when he had maybe just one target to go to all game, he'd still find a way to put up all the numbers and. The other thing I give him a lot of credit for, he's like the the shortest quarterback out of my list for top five. Yep. Not a lot of people give credit to that, but when you got guys who are six foot seven, and Drew Brees is almost a full foot shorter than his lineman, that's a lot of people to look over and try and throw a ball through. So I, I give him a lot of credit. He does a lot more than what uh, I think the the Saints could appreciate from him because. He's he's just a a top he's the top level quarterback for me. He's just yeah, I don't know. The numbers he puts up and every year, you know, year in, year out, they've got obviously they get new receivers here and there, but like even when he lost uh Graham, you know, they, nothing changed and Graham was one of his biggest targets for years, so I just think that he's definitely the best and his height thing that 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 adds a little bit to it for me because when you're short and you're throwing a football that that well that you've got an extra level of sight that a lot of guys don't so definitely number one for me i will not take this slandering of my name over drew Brees. darn it i love drew Brees. i had him as the top rated quarterback last year when i did a list 
I had him as the MVP <laughs> through 14 weeks. He is at number two, and he would probably be number one, but I'm a little nervous with his age and how he kind of wore down last year. Those last five yeah, games, he was not the same. We're going into next year. Blasphemy. Patrick Mahomes is 25 with an arm blessed by the gods and Zeus is cannon and can do whatever he wants with all the weapons in the world and Andy Reid. If Drew Brees was three years younger, he's on this list at the top, on no doubt, which is part of the reason I don't have Tom Brady on my top five because as great as he is as the greatest quarterback of all time, going into this year, it's such a quarterback-friendly offense of throwing it three yards down in and down out. It's not high-level quarterbacking necessarily. It's doing what needs to be done to win. He's game-managing at an elite level. He's not quarterbacking to wins, which is what Patrick Mahomes was doing last year with his 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards of stupid in his second career season. So Patrick Mahomes right now is number one. He's fast. He's got a rocket. He's showed the ability to read defenses that nobody thought he could coming out of that air raid system. Everyone thought he was just a high-flying cannon. He showed he can read the defense. I mean, hell, he's reading without looking at him. He's throwing it across his body. He's the number one quarterback right now going into this year. That doesn't mean he can't drop. doesn't mean he can't move. But right now, what he did last year, when you factor in age, weapons, and everything, it's hard to not keep him at number one. And no one loves Drew Brees more than I do, so quit rolling your eyes at me, you two. I adore Drew Brees, and I think he's a stud. But right now I have Drew Brees at two, Patty Mahomes at one. Tom misses the list. doesn't mean he can't jump right back on it, but same thing with him. Last year he kind of fell off towards the end there. He, he was a little short at the beginning, and then he fell off at the end. And Really, that defense and running game won them in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. I mean, he, his ability to throw the football is diminishing. The fact that he's relevant is because he is smarter than everyone. And Breeze is kind of in a much, not his ability to throw the football isn't as diminished. And he is also so smart. That's what keeps him up here at number two. So screw you guys with your chastising me because Drew Breeze is a stud, but I have Patty Mahomes at number one. You know, you kind of just screwed yourself over. You have the whole of the Civil War, the North and the South coming to fight you right now they don't want none you you just you just put drew Brees at number two behind patty mahomes and you left tom brady off your list man good luck to you i don't want to i don't even want to walk outside near you anymore the midwest and san diego that should be that la that should be san diego will protect me <laughs> good luck i mean maybe you might get lucky in kansas city and they, they might help you out a little bit but i doubt very much those eastern and southern folk will survive me when i go to hide them in the west they can't survive these treacherous conditions of randomly humid randomly raining randomly cold and randomly tornadoes <laughs> fair enough all right well your list aside uh my number one is the same as brennan drew Brees. um you said it yourself when you said drew Brees. his stats are that of steph curry's free throw percentage his completion percentage like how do you have a completion percentage equal to somebody standing there shooting free throws by himself and not being challenged? Like, how do you have a completion percentage like that when you're shorter than everybody else, you have a lot of 300-pound men trying to kill you, and you're hitting, other than Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara, Tommy Lee Lewis? You're like, come on. Like, the dude the dude makes makes mountains out of molehills mole as far as the talent and receivers go. His receivers, we talk about Tom Brady's receivers many times, many years. I'm sorry, but if Marquise Colston didn't play with Drew Brees, would anybody know who he was? Probably not. So, you know, guys like that. Jimmy Graham was made by Drew Brees. We see what happens when he left Drew Brees. Jermaine Gresham, see what happens when he left Drew Brees. So, you know, it's you got, you got guys that just are nothing that Drew Brees can throw open. And make them look look like look good. 
but again, I will say my list has changed because Andrew Luck retired. So I got to give an honorable mention here to Andrew Luck because this is where I had him coming into the season. I actually had him as my top quarterback. I'll, I'll admit to that one. Um, and everybody else was slid down one. So, well, Baker wasn't even on the list, so he slid up above Tom. But, you know, for me, I had I had luck here. And, you know, we hate to see the guy leave. The league was better with him. But, you know, it's it, it is, it's it's made a lot of changes in the league already. That being said, I'm pretty sure any of us will take Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, any any of these quarterbacks on our list, we will all take them on our teams yesterday, I'm pretty sure. I mean, oh, I, wanted, I will mortgage the house and home <laughs> for any of these guys on my team. All right. Well, Brendan, do you have any last words on your quarterback list? Any blasphemy you'd like to spew really quickly? <laughs> no, but I will I will third that Andrew Luck part. I, I didn't have him at number one, but I did have him number two, and then everyone else kind of just slid up from there. Uh, the, the retirement thing, that it does kind of kill me a little bit. Like It's tough seeing a guy still young in his career. I mean, obviously, he's a smart dude. He went to Stanford, but, like, seeing a guy that young leave because he's more frustrated with being injured than loving the game that's that, it's kind of disappointing to see and i kind of hope that uh teams from you know here forward kind of take that into account for some of their guys because andrew luck's injuries a lot of that was just really really poor poor front office moves they could have done a lot more to help him from being hit which further would have kept him from being injured so yeah it's it's it sucks to see it um i respect him you know for for the decision i imagine it wasn't that that easy to do but with the injuries he was getting and the recovery i've, I've had injuries from when i played football as a kid and those were not fun and you know six month recovery seven month recovery those those suck. So I can only imagine what Andrew Luck went through because he had some far worse injuries than I had. And they never so. seem to recover too. Those injuries linger with you your whole life. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for our quarterback rankings. Now we're heading into the actual NFL season. Brendan, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. But now we're going to shift our attention to the college football gridiron and. In typical week one fashion, most of the games were destructions. Alabama beating Duke. I mean, Clemson winning by, well, actually Clemson was last week, but they won comfortably. Georgia killing a team. LSU killing a team. It was was typical week one. No one really cares. Texas Tech killing teams like Washington. But the one competitive game on the docket so far, the Oregon Ducks taking on the Auburn Tigers. I'm saying that as an F you to Ohio State. You're not the. (laughs) And Kelsey, you're an Auburn guy and a... Nick's with a little bit of clutch gene there. I mean, yeah. not only was he clutch and your Auburn Tigers won, but that defense held up pretty good against the nation's top quarterback who didn't really miss a beat. I mean, minus that knee clanking, I thought Herbert looked really good too. So, I mean. Absolutely. You know, and before I get to that, you mentioned Ohio State. I got to say this real fast. Shout out to Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Absolutely mossing on an Ohio State DB. Uh, one of my buddies it was a coach of his, so I got I to gotta give shout out to what shout outs do there. Uh, but yeah, no, Bo Nix, man. Bo Nix literally looked like a under underman fighter coming into a big fight against a title prize fighter and just going blow for blow with him. I mean, he did he didn't have a really bad game. He had one terrible pass where it was a pick. But overall, he played a game that is expected of a freshman quarterback. Um, he had another pick, but that was more due to the play calling than anything. And yeah, you know, I that game 
I, I mentioned in the last podcast, Auburn games in the last 10 years are nothing but heart attacks just waiting mm-hmm. to happen. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if more ambulances were called during an Auburn game in Auburn, Alabama than at any other point in time during the year. So how many times they just want to give you a heart attack. Uh, we talk about a game that it really started out exactly as I feared. You know, Oregon coming out, putting the putting it on Auburn, Auburn being slow to get, keep up, their offense taking their time to get used to it. And then that second half happened, and it was like everything flipped on its head. You know, Auburn started to really figure things out offensively, and defensively they stepped up big time against an offensive line that was dominating them. So whether it was giving pressure or – you know, they're them getting a nice little talking to in the in the halftime. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Auburn decided they wanted to actually play in the second half. And they've always been a, kind of been a second half team, especially under Gus. But watching last night, it definitely re- reiterated that fact. And, you know, if this is what Bo Nix has to show in game one, I'm excited. I am super excited for the future. And I will say this. I, I still think Joey Gatewood would have been a better quarterback to start out the game with. But what Bo Nix showed during that game – I'll eat my words and say I think he's the right choice long term. I think you got a good quarterback for three years as long as they kind of cater the offense a little more towards him. They probably yeah. won't, but if they do, I think you got you got yourself a nice quarterback there for a while. You'll compete for some SEC championships with him. Absolutely. You, you mentioned like the the t- tailoring. They did that in the second that, at the end of the game. They actually ran real routes, and we claimed we sat there and yelled about it for the whole game. Like, how long is it going to take to run real routes? And they finally did it on the final drive. They ran real routes, and look what happens. You win the game. And other than that, I mean, we'll have Notre Dame playing Louisville tomorrow. We expect Notre Dame to walk through. I mean, 20-point favorites. A&M and Clemson is a good game on paper, but I think Clemson's going to roll them comfortably. I think A&M's highly ranked and pretty good, but I think they're still about a tier and a half below that tier of Clemson. Yeah. So it might be competitive early. Like Lawrence, I wonder if those first game struggles meant anything. Probably not. Second half of this game, if anything, he'll just throw four touchdowns casually. Yeah. So. I expect Clemson to win that one pretty comfortably. If they're wrong, we will break in with a, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, Jimbo Fisher is the, as head coach at A&M. He has Kellen Mond for his quarterback. I don't see much out of Kellen Mond. I don't see, I don't see a guy that can keep up with, with Trevor Lawrence's arm. So, yeah, I definitely see, think Clemson rolls that one as well. Yeah, so that's kind of all we had for college football this week. I mean, it's usually yeah. week one you don't see a whole lot. I mean, I mean I, Georgia State upsetting Tennessee, but – in reality, let's be honest, Tennessee wasn't expecting much. We mentioned that early on in the podcast. Like, you know, when we were looking at the top rankings, like, yeah, the Eastern teams have to go to Tennessee, but it's more like, a, eh, whatever. I mean, it's a go little inconvenient, but it's not a big deal. It's not like previous Tennessee teams. They're not anywhere close to being ranked. Uh, really. you, as as uh, the lady in Blindside, the movie Blindside, had to say, she just – she just doesn't like that gaudy orange. That's the worst part about having to go to Tennessee is looking at that stupid orange color. It's just very ugly, but the game, the team themselves isn't exactly something to be scared of, unfortunately. Exactly. So, yeah, that, I mean, college football, it was an exciting, you know, big game for week one. It's kind of what you expect in week one, that big game. So I'm looking forward to next week's matchups. That'll be some fun ones. and. LSU at Texas, that's a doozy. That yeah. could have been that could have been a playoff game if they didn't have to play each other. Unfortunately, neither one is Alabama or Georgia, so or Clemson. So if they lose a game, they're basically out of it, unfortunately. Exactly. And you know, hopefully Sam Ellinger for Texas can get himself rolling. Um, we talked about LSU needing to win this game, needing to beat Bama, needing to beat Auburn, especially after Auburn just showed out showed up against Oregon. Like that definitely reiterates that. LSU, this young team, is gonna have to figure themselves out. 
um, before Sam Ellinger comes rolling in with his Texas Longhorns team for sure. And I just want to point out, going to talk about the Pac-12 Pacific Northwest, Jacob Eason with UW. I know it was just an Eastern Washington FCS team, but he was throwing dimes across the field. I think we, Washington's always one of those fringe, even occasionally a playoff team, just like really good. But Jake Browning was a nice quarterback, but this is a different level of quarterback play they have right now. They got a they got a system up there, and I think they got a guy to direct it. So look out for UW. I mean, I think Oregon could potentially threaten them, maybe even a Stanford team that always seems to overachieve. So. I think the Pac-12 might be coming back a little bit. I mean, I hope so. And I, I think between Oregon and UW, if they don't get shafted by the ranking system of, oh, Oregon lost or, oh, Wash- they have one loss, and we have to give Alabama four losses in there or something silly like that, Yeah. I think one of those teams could get in the playoff and cause some damage because those are two of the top five quarterbacks in the college football. I mean, yeah. there's I two was up there, of course, but, I mean, like, I think Herbert's one, and I think Easton makes a case for three or four or five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jacob Easton was a number one overall quarterback coming out of high school and he decided to snub UW his home state school to go to Georgia originally he lost out the job to Jake Fromm which I honestly don't know if Jake Fromm is a better quarterback yeah it's just sometimes things work out honestly yeah exactly I mean it was an injury and then Jake Fromm took the job and then Jake Fromm was winning so let's not change things and Jacob Eason's like all right forget this going back to UW and he's back at UW a more quarterback friendly offense too. yeah exactly exactly more quarterback friendly and definitely more passing efficient like, like they, they run routes like we joked about. A lot of the SEC teams don't really run routes. They just out-athletic you. Where the Pac-12, you've seen it with, like, the Stanford teams over the years, the Oregon teams a little more recently. They're a little more, I don't want to say pro-style because that's kind of out the door now, but, like, they run route concepts that make sense and are really good for quarterbacks with, like, NFL Potential, NFL skill yeah. sets. Yeah, like, yeah they, they definitely they, they run a more West Coast-style offense, that run-and-gun style West Coast offense that was made famous back in the day. I mean – it's funny that you mentioned the SEC. They're probably the best route-running school is Ole Miss, and they're one of the worst SEC football schools in the league. By but far. they're probably one of the best pass-running or pass-route-running of the schools. So think, it's just funny to yeah. see that. And I see Alabama like they always have like the great receivers, but they're not like a precision passing offense by no, any means. God, LSU, I I know that once his face threw five touchdowns yesterday, but it was against it. And just no, just no. yeah, it's LSU. And, <laughs> and then they're going against a terror. Just no, yeah. I so, think the Big 12, or not, yeah, the Big 12, they're the ones with, like, the pass routes, the concepts, but they don't play crap for defense. So I want to see a Big 12, a Pac-12, an SEC, and an ACC. I want to somehow see see that where, like, we'll say Clemson and Bama take the SEC and the ACC. I want to see a Big 12 team like, let's just say, Oklahoma, because they're the highest-ranked one. And I want to see, like, a UW. I want to see something like that in the playoff. I want to see a mix. I want to see three SEC teams. I yeah. want to see a little variety. That's just me personally. I mean, unless unless one of those two SEC teams is Auburn, in which case I'll take it. But um, I'll rephrase that. Let's say Auburn takes the SEC spot. Somehow Alabama and Georgia miss it. Then who else do you want in there? Do see, I, I would love to see UCF, a uh, team outside of the power, like in that sort of big six role, that power six conference, that American conference that doesn't get a lot of love. But there's some teams in there that they can put up points. And UCF, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a – it wasn't a big game by any means, but I got to say UCF is still they, – they showed me what I needed to see in game one. You don't have McKenzie. What do you do? And to be honest, they came out and showed what they can do, and they put up 50. Um, but other than them, I want to see Wisconsin out of the Big 12. I, I would love to see a Wisconsin team that is – you know, Jonathan Taylor's – Heisman Jonathan. Yeah, he, he the boy can run the ball. And we always talk about Wisconsin and their offensive line – uh, their offensive line this year is that good, and they lost four starters. 
They're, you know. they're offensive line you at this point. Honestly. And, they're and one of them. Them and Notre Dame are offensive line university. Exactly. And their quarterback just needs some experience. Uh, but I definitely want to see somebody out of the Pac-12. I mean, we talked about this the other day. I, the Seeing the playoff system without a Pac-12 team is just really kind of, like, hypocritical. You almost just look at it like, this doesn't feel right. And then you see a lot of the Big Ten teams, but it's only, like, Big Ten, the only team that gets in there is Ohio State, too. Yeah. Like, it's always two SEC schools. And then, like, one Big Ten or Big 12, and then Clemson kind of person. Oh, yeah, Wisconsin's Big Ten, not Big 12. My bad. That's but same thing. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, I just want to, I want to see something fun this year. Like, let's somehow see Auburn, Notre Dame, U, UCF, and Washington. Just something yeah. random like that. Just That would be fun. I, I think that would just be – that's what the whole playoff system is built for. It's not built – I don't want to see Clemson versus Alabama part five anymore, whatever part this is. That's the BCS system, basically. Yeah, like it's just, the BCS over and over again. I don't want to see that anymore. That's uh, why I want the 18 playoff. I know they don't want to do it. It's probably more difficult, more whatever. Just somehow make a team so we can see UCF and UW compete with yeah. these teams. If they, if Alabama and Clemson win two or three games and we see par five, they we see par five. Then it's deserved, you know. I don't want to see Alabama beat Duke and get a damn playoff bid. Exactly. They lose. I, they beat everybody besides the two ranked teams they play, and then they still get in. Yeah, and then you know, it's funny about what's funny about UCF is you know we saw them two years ago beat Auburn in the Chick Fil A Bowl. Yeah, it's a Chick Fil A Bowl. Auburn fans were like. Or Auburn players were even like, oh, we don't deserve to be here, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? You were there. You came up against another team, and UCF beat the brakes off of them. That was an ass whooping. I was at the game, and it was just awful, awful as an Auburn fan to watch. Like, you're just sitting there watching a, a team just get dismantled by what's supposed to be a quote-unquote weak conference team. But they showed up, and they were a pro-style team. Like, there's, they had, like, ten draft picks off of that team alone or 10 guys playing in the NFL NFL off of that team. So, I mean, if they can do that one time against Auburn, who's to say they can't do it again in a playoff system one game? You know, that's the thing about playoffs. You make it to the playoffs, it's a one game, that's it. That's what makes the NFL so much fun is with the exception of the Patriots, you really never know what's going to happen otherwise. So exactly. that's what I'm excited for. So college football season's underway. We couldn't be more happy the NFL season's coming up too. Yeah. Any last words on this one? Or No, stay tuned. Uh, we got our regular season predictions coming out. Um, might see more Brendan here coming up forward. Uh, you might see him in the predictions video, in the predictions uh, recordings. You never know. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment. And, hey, if you want to be on the show, Reach out to Let one of our know. social media pages. We're always looking to have more people on. It's always fun to have more opinions, more conversation, more difference, I guess. We don't need yeah. to have the same – we don't need to agree on everything. So the more opinions we can have, the better. Exactly. And, you know, we all have our own opinions and things. So it will be fun to do. I mean, you know, technology nowadays allows us this fun stuff. So let us know if you want to be on. Just like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Until uh, next week, though, we'll see you guys. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.